0: Hello I'm Craig Constantine. Hi and I'm Rob Slater. Welcome Rob. I'm excited. I'm always excited and I don't mean that lightly. I'm always excited when I get to talk to other podcasters about podcasting. Um, You and I had a conversation uh, like in DM uh, very briefly and and I went oh that's interesting. Wait what? You mentioned that you were um, I'm going to say repurposing the things you've learned, like the tech audio skills, you've repurposed some of the things you've learned as you became a podcaster, like directly within what you're doing with orthodontics or is that the right way to say that?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. It's, um, yeah, my, my job as an orthodontist is to, uh, straighten people's teeth. Um, but of course, when you start out you think about how you straighten the teeth and as time goes on you realize that there's actually something else that surrounds those teeth a, <laughs> like, a, a yeah, human being is
0: shape all courts that's reshape all sorts of
1: things <laughs> and they've got a life and they do all sorts of other things so um musicians are one uh, thing that i suppose one group of people that we have specific problems with uh ronnie scott for example was um, he needed some teeth extracted, and when he had the teeth extracted, he couldn't play the trumpet anymore, and very, very depressed about that. And so we do have a responsibility if we're doing things to make sure that our patients know that there are risks with what they're doing. So um, I now have musicians that come to see me because uh, they know that I do have an interest in in um, in, in this. Part this, I suppose particular part of their world.
0: Yeah, Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you how fast do you think the word will spread? But clearly, (laughs) they're telling their friends immediately.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, it does. It it certainly is word of mouth. And these these people came to see me from about sort of sixty miles away, and uh, I'm not sure quite how they found out about me. But Mm. when they came to see me, they were really concerned that they'd seen four orthodontists before, and none of them seemed to get. Uh, what what the, the difficulty was with having orthodontics. And for most people, it's about the timing. Um, they might have a big concert that they need to practice for, or it mm. could be about grades, um, or it could be that uh, they have a difficulty that's developing because their teeth are actually starting to move. And so there are little spaces that air is escaping from. And so, having done the podcasting workshop and got to know you, Craig, and uh, and then joined as a, a remarkable on, on uh, subsequent ones, I started to look at this when this patient came to see me, and I thought I could. Um, sorry about that. I'm
0: just going it to. It's all good. The beauty yeah. of this is yeah. there's like, this is just whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have completely ignored it. <laughs>
1: and I've been checking for flies and everything. And
0: We're not recording the video.
1: <laughs> so, so anyway, this guy came to see me and he wanted to have some treatment. And the reason being, his one of his canine teeth was sticking into his cheek. So he was having difficulty to get uh-huh. better. Um, but he couldn't have treatment because treatment would involve having teeth extracted, but he had too much crowding uh, for the teeth to be uh, extracted. And for him to uh, get through the treatment without uh, destroying him, potentially destroying his play irreversibly. So when he came to see, and what me, instrument
0: does he play? Or he does play he oh, say, yeah,
1: he plays the cornet. He's just
0: the cornet player? Yeah. yeah. So I long ago, many many moons ago, used to play trumpet when I was like in you know junior high and high school, and I can't imagine. I mean, playing the trumpet was painful. You know, like you play long enough, I can't imagine like somebody remove a tooth or like do anything like that in your mouth. I mean how long does it take just if everything goes awesome if you remove a tooth how long is it before you're basically back to where you were in terms of general health
1: well usually that will you'll recover within a week so normally we expect to be able to fit a brace about a week later Um, but the problem is that taking a tooth out is irreversible you can't Mm. put it back Uh, so with uh, with this guy I said well first of all what we need to do is not use a fixed appliance because if we put this on then the teeth will move and you can't really put them back to where they were so I decided we could try using uh, an aligner system and with that you map out how the teeth are going to move and then create a set of models perhaps 40 models of the teeth as they gradually move mm-hmm. they a little bit like sort of setting stones into a pond so that you can walk across it and, and so with this, it meant that I could start moving the teeth, and if it disturbed his play too much, then I could go backwards in the treatment and take him back to where he was originally, and not take any teeth out. And that would be a cool thing to try. So, okay, we thought, that's
0: more than cool. That's really <laughs> neat. Has anybody else on the planet ever done this with, like, using? I am going to say acoustic feedback in the process.
1: Uh, no, uh, not that I not that I know of in this particular way. Anyway, so we could test test out first of all his adaptability to the appliance so the first appliance was a blank it wasn't going to do anything so if he had uh, said well i've uh, worn this for a week and now i can't play even without it then i i could say well we haven't moved your teeth at all and Mm. so we could then take it step by step and but the other interesting part of this was that because of the podcasting workshop i thought well why not use audacity and then i can get a visual of what his play is like And so I got him to play some scales and play a few little pieces that he was having difficulty with now. And then what we could do is see if, one, his play improves. And if necessary, we could retake, re-record exactly the same scale and then put those on Audacity side by side or perhaps even overlay them and look at the differences and see what the improvements are, what the, (laughs) if if things are getting worse and if potentially we could just go backwards in the treatment if necessary and then record again and see if uh, if the recordings improve.
0: Uh, Yeah, or pause at one step, like whoa, that you know what you thought what you thought as a orthodontist would be a small change. That's a big deal for him. Okay, let's just sit here for weeks or months while he relearns to play each step of the way. Yeah,
1: and what what's actually come out of this is that because when you've got teeth which are very crowded, it creates spaces that are actually closed up a little bit when you have the aligner in. And so he's, I said, well, surely, you know, you just take your aligners out. Um, you know, how many hours a day are you playing, you know, because you need to wear the aligners. And he said, no, I'm actually playing with the aligners in. Hmm. So, so he's found that there's more benefit to him having the aligners in. So that's reducing air escape to leaving them out. So when he played, he, he, he kept them in. And it's just those very, very high notes that he has difficulty with but there hasn't been any deterioration, and he thinks now he's getting better with the the aligners. That's
0: that's (laughs) (laughs)
1: fascinating. So over the summer, he's uh, taking his grade eight, and he's also got a big big national concert because he's in this national band, and uh, he's going to play at that. And then we have this gap, and so we've um, arranged it with his dentist to now have his teeth removed, and then we will switch. And then we'll get the treatment done. And I'm hoping that we can do his treatment over a six-month period. Um, uh-huh. but I can only do that because I've got so far with the aligner system without taking teeth out. So it, it reduces the amount of time he has with the uh, fine-tuning thing that we'll use later. So, yeah, that, uh, that that's the exciting thing about this.
0: Um, have you talked to uh, – t- which- It's a which way book. Do we want to say, have you talked to any other podcasters? Who you've seen this spark some, like I'm going, this is really cool, but it's not making me think, like, oh, you know what I want to do? Have you talked to other podcasters who want to run with this? And I was also going to say, have you talked to other dentists and orthodontists about this who've thought of new projects to work on? So there's like two different ways to go <laughs> with the same kind of
1: idea. Well, I haven't talked to any podcasters about it that much, actually. So it's really interesting that you picked up on it. But I've certainly talked to my associate, and um, he's really, he was really interested to this idea that you can go backwards in treatment and put put things back where they were because there are so many patients out there that you are worried that they may have some kind of dysmorphic uh problem that's in the background so if you can put the teeth back to exactly where they were then it's it's a, it's a great way to um uh balance risk and uh, and, and benefit mm. for, for the individual so uh yeah it's 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 quite interesting and i hadn't really thought about uh, orthodontics in that way, until I started using the aligner systems.
0: Huh. <laughs> get 900 questions. Um, are you trying to, uh, like what I wanted to say is how much bandwidth do you have? Like, you know, are you imagining this is gonna be something that you're just gonna mix in with what you and your partner currently do? Or is it like, Whoa, we could, we could pivot and become the world, you know, leaders in cause, there are, you know, a lot of people, not, you know, not just like primary, secondary school students. There are a ton of people who play woodwind instruments, brass instruments There's a whole and singers and opera. I mean, like this is not, I mean, it's a niche, but it's a huge market of people.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it, it started off for me with somebody from a symphony orchestra who had teeth, which were starting to cross over his lower incisor teeth. And as a trumpet player, uh, the air escape was increasing and he felt that he couldn't, get that bit little bit further and so when we did the treatment for him uh, i did go and see the symphony orchestra uh, once um about a couple of years after i'd seen him and and completed the treatment and he was playing first trumpet so it, it he clearly you know it could be just that that mindset changed and so he you know then could move forwards but uh, it, it was interesting that it did and in in, in our area, because we have this uh, major orchestra, it means that these people all need other jobs outside of what they do. So they all teach music in the evenings. So we have stacks of kids in all the schools hmm. being taught by these people. And we have symphonia for the kids. We have these central um, wind band or you know, all sorts of things. My son played recorder for years and, and did really well at, at that. And so uh, I suppose it's always been in the back of my mind uh, and uh, combining that with uh, the, uh, the, the the technology that we use for podcasting was this sort of uh, bringing together of two different worlds. And I suppose I, I don't think of myself as somebody who is desperately trying to claw my way to be a world leader, and, and I think it's one of those things where if you just work hard at something, then things just kind of happen, really. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and my name seems to have just become... I've always been lucky, and the harder I work,
0: the luckier I get, <laughs> <exactly>
1: right? <laughs> Gary Player. And so it's exactly that, isn't it? You, you just fall into these little rabbit holes, and, uh, and, and off you go. But yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's fun, and it makes your work more interesting, doesn't it, if you uh, don't mm-hmm. just do your day job and, work and go home.
0: Yeah, have you? um, How how do you my perspective? How do you resist the urge to like build a sound studio in your dentist office and just like go down the rabbit hole of all the tech? Like, how do you manage to bring enough of it in so that it's helpful to the people that you're working with and not have it? I would say not have it eat your face. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm
1: really glad you asked that question because the average dental surgery or clinic is like a kitchen and of course as podcasters we all know that the kitchen is the worst place to record (laughs) (laughs) and and so we've got uh, this clinic Um, fortunately in the clinic there are these uh, wiped down uh, paintings that we have Uh, so that i suppose gives a little bit of reduction in the reverb and Fortunately, it didn't sound as bad. But I, I am thinking uh, that as we as we do this, if we get more and more of them, we will start to have to get a room that's uh, that that's specific for this purpose with uh, a bit of baffling around. Uh, because I think the re- reverb might get in the way if we're really starting to look at, at fine tuning. Yeah, you know, these really small small areas. Uh, there, then then we will need more. So yeah, I think it's a rabbit hole I'm about to step into. Craig,
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Um, I can't remember what it's called. So there's, um, obviously there's so many different ways to set up your microphones, but then people start talking about like recording in stereo. Um, and then there are ways to set up, um, Spatial recording like Dolby surround sound is a common one people have heard of. And it just, you know, they use multiple microphones, um, but there's a specific geometry to how those mics are set up. And that's how they figure out what we've recorded. And then how do you reproduce the sound? Mm. Um, And there's one, I can't, I think it might be called binaural recording where um, it's basically a mannequin head, except the head is specially like the material and everything is special. And the microphones are inside ear canals built in the dummy head so the thing has ears and everything and and what it's trying to mimic is well none of these recording systems are actually picking up what my ears hear if i sit in the theater because you know my hearing is crappy but the normal person has good binaural hearing Mm. but your pickup mics are mounted in these little tunnels inside these you know cartilage pickup systems so they actually have binaural Dummy heads that you and that you put the thing in the room, and it's just a head with a pair of ears. Wow! Um, and I'm almost wondering if it might also be interesting. I mean, you know, maybe you don't want to do that because the thing is 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 expensive. But maybe what you want to do is expand from just recording a single channel to maybe recording them just in in regular stereo, like at a specific distance, so that you have a more reproducible system, or like a not more reproducible, but like a system that captured even better quality audio.
1: Well, uh, the uh, I'm go- I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going how primitive uh, my my setup is. <laughs> I, I, I use my laptop with the uh, the mic in the laptop, and I, I, and just as he's about to play, because I haven't considered it before, is tickling the 12 are we going to tickle the 12 be with me uh. in this part of the room <laughs> yeah i think we tickled the hundred <laughs> it, it was a blasting red so i've moved back in the room but i was amazed at how it's sort of almost a reverse of a sort of logarithmic scale as i moved back it just came right down very very quickly yeah. so there's um, there's clearly this sweet spot in the room where i, I uh, i'll have to be and i kind of know where that uh, sweet spot is now but yes, I think I'm going to need to hit up my game with the technology.
0: Or, uh, you know, hey, tech tech geeking, they make those little collapsible, it's like a plastic collapsible box that's got a side missing. So it's a five-sided cube, and the inside is all full of egg foam. And then you can put your microphone in there so that the the thing is like a directional pickup and Mm. things don't echo off of it. Um, It works pretty well if you don't have a a very quiet room. Uh, And the other thing I was thinking was you – uh, way 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 down in the geeky land the recording systems are just recording numbers just an integer and then they mm. sample how loud are things right now and they just record that as a stream of numbers yeah um, and the latest in recording equipment um, I'm looking I think I'm recording in 32-bit but the latest recording equipment records in 64-bit and with the microphones that are on there there's no more record level. The range of that you can represent with 64 bits is so wide that you can scream into the equipment and like there's no ceiling in terms of what it can record. It wow. might be something else to look at. It would be like, yeah. oh, maybe I can just pick up a 64-bit Zoom recorder, and there are other ones out there. Yeah, um, and then you can just be like, whoa, take one hundred, but the recorder doesn't <laughs> clip because you have a ton of range. Um, but just something I was like, I, I keep looking for an excuse to need that so that I can buy new gear. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if that's going to fly, but I'm like, Ooh, yeah, just something I thought of.
1: Yeah. No, that's really, that's really interesting. I'll have to try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: what does so, like I'll fish for other interesting things. So now that you've gone, or at least you've seen the rabbit hole of using audio technology in, in like your regular normal work, um, has this affected how you do your podcast at all? Like, is this, is it come back the other way now? In any, uh,
1: I think um, I'm. I've done. Uh, I've been interviewed by uh, Tanya Tanya Del Rio for um, her podcast uh, uh-huh. Happy, Happy, Healthy and Zen. And it's there's, it's at the moment there are these two slightly separate worlds. It seems that there's the my there's my professional work, and then there's the podcasting world, and then there are these occasional little sort of strands that bring them together. But in a way, what I quite like with the podcasting is to keep it keep it separate, because what it is for me is it's it's this regular creative thing that I'm under pressure to to produce, and. Having that pressure there of knowing that by Wednesday I need an idea, and that idea needs to be actually something tangible by Friday, so mm-hmm. that it can be uh, published on on Saturday, has led me to being a little bit more imaginative about what I do with my blogs on my website um, professionally as well. So there are, the, the, I think creativity is is, is a good thing. And within the, within the dental or medical profession, creativity can be something of a problem because if you go too far um, <laughs> on, out there, then you can get into trouble. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking really at um, ways of being innovative, but knowing that what I'm doing is really good and safe for, for, for the patient. And another, a lot of these ideas have come out of um, podcasting, really, because of having to be creative every week. It's, um i mean this week this week for example uh, i i was thinking what am i going to do and, and wednesday is always the day when i think what what on earth am i going to do this week and it just occurred to me that the uh, there was the, the football was on on tuesday so uh, england played denmark and um, england actually beat Denmark and I thought well it would be sort of quite interesting to do something about that because the first match uh, Christian Eriksen the Denmark's best striker he collapsed on the pitch and he had CPR he was taken off there was a great worry about him dying and he survived he's been in hospital and the national Dan- Danish team have really, they're playing in his spirit now. It's, and they've got to the quarterfinals, semifinals. Oh. And uh, so it was like this double-edged thing that England had beaten them. And they've come all this way through the tournament from this first, the very first game of the tournament, this disaster happened. And uh, they've come through to, uh, to, to the semifinal. So it was interesting to sort of think about that in relation to the development of football and how it went from being two villages fighting over a ball and trying to get it to the other person's parish church and people being killed <laughs> in that process <laughs> and football being banned as well uh, in the 15th century. And so it would be quite good to try and put something that brings all of that together. So, uh, that, so that's been this week's podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd have thought about things in that way prior to uh, prior to doing the uh, the podcasting workshop mm.
0: well super interesting um, I hope everybody has found a new a new I don't want to say excuse but a new excuse for like no wait this tech stuff that I'm doing um, it tends to come back around these ideas that we don't realize we're planting they sprout up in unexpected places with new uh, new ideas well uh, Rob is a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you and
1: It's a real honor to be um, asked to talk to you.
0: Well, you're, you're too kind, but thank you. All right.
1: Have a good day. Thanks. Thanks very much.